Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys are joined by fantasy football guru Garrett Price from Dynasty Nerds to create the first ever Christopher Nolan power ranking and decide which Nolan films will make the cut. So, what's watching? Welcome to another episode of Showboys. My name is Mike, and I'm joined uh, by my lovely friends and co-hosts, uh, Nick and Chad, and uh, an- another dear friend of mine, uh, Garrett Price. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Thanks for having me on, man. I, uh, I'm i I'm really excited because we've talked about your show for a long time. We've talked yeah, about the indeed, podcast indeed, for a long time, indeed. and I'm really excited to... Uh, get to officially for the day be a show boy yeah happy to have you for sure yeah yeah uh i i'm not gonna lie i'm a little nervous because uh, we're in the presence of a professional podcaster <laughs> this man's job is podcasting like he actually knows what the heck he's doing and he's coming and being on our show it's i don't know i've got what a lot of pressure a, what a terrible mistake yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, it's been fun, be guys. Weird. We'll we'll do this another time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, Nick, Chad, how are you guys tonight? I'm good. I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired mm. at all. I'm like really sleepy. Yeah. I don't know if it's the screens or I just need to like drink a cup of coffee at nine o'clock at night. That'll go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend that. No. Chad, yeah, you oh, awake? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm awake. I'm very. I'm actually really excited for this episode, to be honest with you, because any nice. chance that I get to discuss Interstellar in any capacity, I'm a I'm a happy, happy guy. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited. I'm also excited for uh, all of our listeners and, and you guys to get to meet Garrett because, um, you know, I've I've brought him up quite a few times on past episodes um so it'll be nice for you guys to be able to put a face to the name um but yeah this this is this is the garrett that i blindly recommended anna and the apocalypse to with no description oh yeah i remember and it was like right at the start of our friendship and it was around christmas time and i was like hey here's you know i'm gonna recommend a movie for you to watch for the first time ever uh, I know we've just been friends for like three weeks, but here, watch this zombie post-apocalyptic uh, Christmas musical. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the best description for it, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was great, um, but we're still friends, so I guess it wasn't that's that true. Bad. Yeah, surprisingly, true. <laughs> no, it, it was it was hilarious because I was like, you know. Uh, Mike, Mike, he has a, a podcast about movies, so yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch. So, like, I stopped everything I was doing. I'm like Denise, which is my wife. I'm like Denise. Mike, Mike told me about this movie. I'm gonna pop it on. You want to watch? She's like, 
uh, I'm going to do like some dishes in the background, but I'll, I'll kind of pay attention. And then about like 15 <laughs> minutes into the movie, I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this movie? Now, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I definitely didn't love it. But I didn't hate it. But it was just, I wasn't, I was not prepared in the least for that moment. Uh, but in retrospect, it actually, it was, it was enjoyable. It's got some catchy songs, not gonna lie. That's what, yeah, that's what Mike's songs. good for pulling off the the curveballs. Like, the, yeah, the, what was the you? What didn't you make like a YouTube channel, your favorite movie series of all time yeah. or something? <laughs> yes, we did. We did uh, like our top five movie franchises of franchises, all time. And Mike, was, yeah. Mike lands number Bad one with feels. a YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's great. I though. speak for like. Because it's like a three hour, you know, our podcast goes for like two, three hours. It's like two and a half hours in, and he yeah. hits me with a YouTube channel. Yeah, we yeah. finally get to number one, and I'm like, <sighs> Dad, Dad feels. And Nick's like, oh, Is that the hoodie quit. that you wear all the time? Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yep. Um, see, now you get it. Uh, it's a great YouTube channel. Um, but you know, before we get uh, much further in, I just want to thank our top tier patrons, Tim. B and Yusuf H, thank you guys so much. Your support means the world to us. Uh, yeah, just thanks, man. It means a lot. Um, if you're interested in checking out our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash showboyspodcast. Uh, like you may have heard Chad's silky smooth voice talk about there at the beginning of the show. Um, on top of that, we also have the merch shop. Link is in the episode description. Um, but we come to you tonight... Uh, to give you our collaborative Christopher Nolan power ranking. So, um, you know, to kind of explain how we got to that topic, uh, we all love Christopher Nolan, uh, but Garrett especially loves Christopher Nolan. And we've talked about Christopher Nolan many of times. Uh, and you've actually tried to get me to watch Tenet with you like probably <laughs> 10 times, and it just never works out. That's true, but we did watch Letter, Kenny, so that made up for it. That we did. He, <laughs> Nick, he, this is, Garrett is responsible for my addiction to Letterkenny. So, um, yeah. Didn't I tell you to watch that? Like you did, but I didn't yeah. listen to you. Like you did, <laughs> but you're not getting the credit. Yeah. You're Thanks, not getting the credit. <laughs> but see, Garrett was at my house and he's like, I'm forcing you to, he's a much bigger man than I. So oh, I was like, okay, I will, I will, let's put it on the TV. You're that's not aggressive enough. That's yeah, what you're true. trying to do with me and uh, The Last Kingdom. You're like, we're going to watch the first two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Just like duct taped you to my couch. Um, but yeah, uh, Garrett is a a podcaster with the Dynasty Nerds, which is a, a big fantasy football podcast. Um, so, you know, to to fit that little niche of, you know, Garrett's, per, you know, job, we I thought, you know, let's do a power ranking like they do for it's true. the footballs and other sports balls. <laughs> and uh, we'll just do a power ranking of Christopher Nolan's best films. Uh, so that's kind of how we got to the topic tonight. Um, but yeah, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about dynasty nerds? I know uh, we're all huge football fans. Everyone that listens to the show, I mean, Absolutely. they love sports uh, so much. So um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the, the the Venn diagram of people that love <laughs> like music, movies, entertainment that are like hardcore fans of your show and like niche community of dynasty fantasy football fans. Yeah. Sure the Venn diagram yeah, it's is like right in the middle. Perfect. Such a huge, <laughs> such a huge part of it. 
Uh, yeah, no, I am. Uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate. Uh, I this would have been probably three years ago, four years ago. I was that super nerd uh, that just like loved specifically fantasy football. I loved all kinds of football. I played football in college and, and you know, I'm a diehard Browns fan and all this stuff. But I really, really fell in love with fantasy football because I loved the aspect of like getting to build your team and you have control and ownership over moves and, and trades and all of these things. And so, but I went to that next level in my league every week, I would do like these write-ups <laughs> about like more or less, it was just trash talk, but it was about like <laughs> the different players and the different teams and who was playing who and who I thought was going to win and all this stuff. And uh, my buddy comes up to me and he's like, Garrett, you know, those, those write-ups you do, they're, they're actually pretty decent. I was like, Oh, thanks, man. You know, I really appreciate that. And he's like, yeah, you should like do them for people that care. It's like, <laughs> uh, like backhanded compliment. Thanks. Like, thank, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I did, I was, there was a podcast that I listened to called the dynasty nerds football, uh, fantasy football podcast. And uh, they were looking for writers and I just threw my name out there. You know, I, I wrote a sample article and sent it in and just like, you know, Hey, we'll see what happens. And and they didn't hate it. And they're like, do you want to come on and be a writer? And so I'm doing writing for them and all this different stuff. And then uh, a few months in, I didn't even know it actually when I first started, but they're located in Mentor, Ohio, uh, mm. which is, you know, near Cleveland uh, for those of us that are not familiar with Northeast Ohio. Uh, it's, it's not super far from Cleveland which was only about an hour, hour and 15 minutes away from me. So they invited me to come up to do a guest spot on the pod one day. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I went up, did a guest spot and they're like, Hey, you didn't suck. And <laughs> then I just became a regular part of the show. And so I've been doing it yeah, nice. for a little over three years now. And it's been, it's been really, really cool. Uh, way more people listen than I would have ever expected. Way more people care uh, than I would have ever expected. And it's, it's been an absolute blast. Yeah, I think uh, when Nick heard that you did fantasy football, never mind. I'm, that was a, that was going to be a terrible joke. I stopped myself. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's something in there with like you know Gandalf yeah. playing football, but you just, we're just going yeah. <laughs> to. I'll just imagine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll we'll call that off. Uh, Jordan says uh, we never go for hours on end, especially when I'm part of the show. Yeah, yeah right. You're right. Um, never, never. Uh, he also says idea when the Batman comes out uh, with the Patman, Robert Pattinson. Uh, I think we should do a special episode on the history of Batman movies with guests. Bring Garrett back as a guest for the Nolan segment. There you go. I'm already that, in. Write not, it down. Not I'm to in. put you on the spot or anything, but you know. the, I'm in. Is the new go. Batman a Nolan movie? No. No. If we're doing not. the history of Batman. Okay. Yeah, know, yeah. We got the Dark Knight series there. Um, but yeah. Like I said, I feel a lot of pressure uh, doing this show tonight. <laughs> In the presence of a professional. Um, See, Garrett went on like a guest spot once and they were like, you didn't suck. Meanwhile, Mike does this every week and we just tell him, hey, you did OK. Hey, you're at, all right. Every, every, yeah, at the end of every episode, Better than like, last I hate week. you. Yeah. Please stop doing this. I hate you. Oh, just, um, yeah. Just wait till the coughing and the hiccups and, you know, the yeah, normal, well, the normal, the, mic the hiccups, the hiccups come at the end. So don't worry. Uh, for some reason, I, I get the hiccups as I'm doing the outro every single week. I don't every understand time. it. It makes no Wait, sense. Wait, for real? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll just be like, oh, thanks for make sure you subscribe. And I'm like hiccuping the entire time. in the outro. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really it's, weird. It's impressive, really. Becca says, Garrett the carrot. That's all I came to say. I have no idea what you're talking about tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about What's right. What's up, Becca? Um, not, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I can adjust all your display names. And I really, I was thinking like, earlier today while i was eating dinner i was like i should do garrett the carrot but then i was like no uh, one will understand up. that uh but i will be dying on the inside uh, and then <laughs> my my four-year-old uh one one day randomly was like oh it's garrett the carrot and so like that's oh all, wow that's all we call him now it just stuck yeah and then then didn't <laughs> the knee somehow become like celery or something like that yeah she, <laughs> Yeah. Like, wow. yeah, the, the fruit the, the four year old like, uh, yeah. and Denise the pepper, and we're like, eh, it doesn't have the same uh, ring to Garrett the carrot, but you know, you know four, whatever. True story though. <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, uh, apparently I was like super emotional about everything, and we had a couple kids in my class that would go Garrett carrot, Garrett parrot, Garrett. Ferret and like all these names, like any apparently tons of things rhyme with Garrett. I didn't realize it until that moment. Uh, and rhyming's really fun in kindergarten. Yeah, so, yeah. just sitting in the corner crying. Yeah. Like, so I'm, like, I'm like, like getting like all worked up and like anxious about it. And then somebody's like, Your mom calls you pumpkin. And I get home and I'm like crying. And I'm like, Mom, they said that you call me pumpkin. And she's like, Oh, it's okay, pumpkin. <laughs> I love, I love how like yeah they just stop with the rhyming. They're just like, oh, it calls you a pumpkin. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a cruel still orange. Yeah. Still <laughs> carrot to a pumpkin. Yeah, just that's true. That's true. Carrot. Same, same. <laughs> just a fat carrot. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So before we do the power rankings. I just wanted to throw these titles out there because I, I went on uh, Nolan's yeah, yeah. IMDb page. Let's just get it page, over with. Let's just okay? get it over with. <laughs> went on his IMDb page and saw what he was credited for as a director and as a writer. And um, also I just browsed through the producer and executive producer. Um, but you you might be surprised to know that uh, Nolan was credited as a producer on Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, The Snyder Cut, and then also Man of Steel as a writer, which I did I did not know any of those things, and it kind of blew my mind. Um, which is why, if you're a part of our Discord, uh, I threw out the topic in the Answer the Boys and gave the list of movies that we were considering for the power ranking. Uh, this is why you might see Man of Steel on that list. Uh, I only included it because he was credited as a writer. Um, but yeah, I didn't know any. Did you guys know that he was involved in those DC movies? I had I'm just no going to say yes. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I knew it too. Yeah, a long I, time ago. I feel like I might have known about Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Because Man of Steel came out when? Like right after one of the Dark Knight movies, right? Or before, let's right. see. This is at the same same time zone, so I, right. I, it it makes sense for him to be a writer on it. I don't know what he attributed exactly per se. If it was like all you know, Superman's lines, yeah, or just a single line oh. or a single idea that they used, and they have to credit him right. as a writer. 
that came out in 2013. Oh yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because Man of Steel is kind of uh, largely criticized, um, and most of Nolan's work probably isn't. Uh, I, but then again, you know, we're not saying he had a huge part to play in Man of Steel. But um, Man of Steel is the best Superman movie there ever is. Period. On to the power rankings. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, we don't need to get too too deep into Man of Steel. I liked it, but a lot of a lot of Superman fans uh, hated it because it's like super emo Superman. You What's know? the problem? They're Superman fans. He's like, yeah, <laughs> the shining beacon of hope, right? And and uh, Snyder turned him into this big old uh, emo alien, and he like killed half of metropolis uh, that's I mean, he actually has like i mean he actually has character is what you're trying to say right i i loved man of steel yeah but um my my friend ryan our our old moderator in discord hated man of steel he's a quitter so anyways <laughs> wow shots fired um but yeah so nick made this cool graphic for uh the power rankings here uh, and what we did, we we listed out, uh, you know, I'm taking Man of Steel off the list. We listed out, what, nine, nine movies? Uh, they are Tenet, Dunkirk, Interstellar, Dark Knight Rises, Inception, Dark Knight, The Prestige, Batman Begins, and Memento. Um, <clears throat> I just realized they were, I read them off way out of order on the, uh, on your graphic there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You got your point across. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to pick five of these movies and we're going to rank them, you know, one through five, one being the best. Um, and it's just going to be like a, a collaborative discussion here. I'm sure there's going to be some arguing, some uh, heated debates here. Um, but I think this possible. is going to be a lot of fun. And um, we also have some opinions in our Discord that we're going to read. And of course, you know, the show's live. So as you've seen already, if people comment in, we'll throw it up on the screen. So if you uh, have any points or arguments you want to make for any of these movies, or you think our rankings are absolutely off the wall, absurd, let us know. Uh, and we will throw it up on the screen. Um, but yeah, maybe before we pick our first movie for number five, uh, Garrett was saying before the show started that uh, he's now seen all nine of these movies. That, correct. That is correct. Yeah. And you, you know, I really felt it in my soul when you said uh, people get angry with these rankings, because as someone that puts out <laughs> fantasy football rankings for a living, uh, that's 90% of what I hear is how stupid <laughs> yeah. I am for ranking. Yeah. Player player. <laughs> so I, I look forward to the negative banter and energy because uh, I, I, I fuel, I, I fuel on that. So, uh, but yes, I have seen all of these movies. There was only one that I had not seen before today. And it was actually the, the first one I had never seen memento and I had heard great things and I love the way Christopher Nolan tells stories. Uh, it's, it's yeah. very unique usually in this like non-linear uh, space of using concepts and ideas that are outside of 
things you see almost anywhere else. It's just, it's really, really fun the way he tells stories. So as soon as the movie started, I was like, oh yeah, this is clearly Christopher Nolan. Like yeah. I, I picked up on it real quick. So, uh, so that was enjoyable, but yes, I have seen each and every one of these movies. Nice. Nice. I do. I do want to. Yeah. So I have not seen Memento. That is the only one on this list that I have not seen, but I do want to a propose something before we get started and B give a shout out to a movie that did not make the list, which is insomnia, which I loved. Um, you know, I think it's probably one of his lowest rated movies, but I loved it because it's like a kind of twin peaksy mystery murder mystery. Um, I think nice. it came out may, maybe right after Memento, but yeah, I just got to give a shout out to that to start. And then I would also like to say that maybe since we only have five movies here, you guys can make a decision, but I would like to propose that maybe only one of the Batman movies makes this list. So we pick the best Ooh. of the Batman movie to make the That's list. That's a good idea. Batman, Batman, Batman. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <all> Batman. <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. Uh, we, we can get more into that. Uh, once I ask Nick, how many of these movies he's seen, we'll, we'll revisit the Batman thing. Go ahead, Nick. Have you seen all these? <laughs> oh, movies? it's my turn. Yeah. Okay. So, I haven't seen Tenet. Ooh. I cannot finish Dunkirk. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so, and I think that's because I'm just getting like older and so far away from movies now. <laughs> Dunkirk, I don't know why I can't finish it for it being a, a war movie. Usually I like those, but I always fall asleep. And Tenet, it's, it came out in 2020. I haven't watched a movie since probably 2019. Um, that's an exaggeration <laughs> but for the most part like i cannot bring myself to watch movies like for the past year it's really hard because i'm like i gotta commit a whole two plus hours to something that's really rough yeah nick is a literal show boy like, yeah he just yeah. Shows. Yeah. Just Only, yeah. Shows. <laughs> yeah uh personally i have not seen memento dunkirk the prestige and I started to watch Tenet last night and got like 40 minutes through and the internet went out at my house <laughs> for oh, no. like for like 45 minutes. And when I started the movie, it was like nine o'clock. So I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish this movie tonight. Uh, it's not so, a short one either. Yeah, no, no it's two, not. Two yeah. and a half hours. I was like, there's no way I'll be able to stay awake for this once the internet came back on. Uh, so I, I had full intentions of watching Tenet last night. Uh but for some reason, of course, the only time my internet fully went out, I mean, it, it dips on the podcast <laughs> and I, I get frozen making funny faces. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Tenet, Tenet, at least Tenet and Dunkirk are on HBO Max. Probably most of these are on yeah. HBO Max. Um, and like Dunkirk's under two hours. So I started to watch it. I, I saw ten and I was like two and a half hours. No way. Not, not yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be like a, a Snyder cut. Like you gotta you gotta break that up. Over break it up like into episodes. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I but, saw I saw Tenet in the theater. It was actually I think it may be the only Nolan movie I've ever seen in the theater. And at the time, and I don't know if it's corrected because I don't think I've watched it since it's been like released on HBO. But in the movie, dude, I could not hear anything they were saying. Like the, the voices oh, really? were so dude, it was awful. It's like one of the worst audio of any movie. I don't know if it was a theater issue 
it, or if it was the movie. Do, it must have been know? a theater thing because because I also saw that in theater. That was one of the first like back from COVID movies there were really. Yeah. And right. with it being a Nolan movie, I was prioritizing that. Uh, and I didn't have any issues with it. So maybe your theater just really screwed you over, man. Uh, so Biosif says, Nick, I can't commit to two hours or can't commit two hours to a movie, but let me binge the expanse. I mean, yeah. very true. <laughs> and I can't, um, and I can't explain that. I mean, that's completely true. And there, there's <laughs> something about movies seem, I don't know. It's so weird. Like they're boring in the setup. Like it's, I don't know. There's just something off about you're, it. Yeah. You're into character building over a long period of time and they, and they kind of jam pack it into the first 30 minutes of a movie. That's probably what you're not into. I would imagine like you There's like stuff. the long extended stories, which is ironic not because he single won't movie. watch a long extended <laughs> show right. basically, which is a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to think on that more like what, what's going on there, but it is something yeah. I've noticed a lot this year is I just can't do it. I don't know why. It's interesting. Figure that out. Something's misfiring in your brain for for sure. The funny (laughs) thing about Chad and Garrett uh, about your your theaters of viewing, they probably you guys probably saw it in the same theater uh, because yeah, most likely (laughs) we all live lived in the same areas. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. I I I definitely saw it at Tinseltown, and I definitely I'm and I'm not exaggerating. Like I literally could not hear what they were saying. the 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 score was so loud. And then the sound effects were like, couldn't hear what they were saying. And then when the bullets started flying, it was like I was getting shot in real life. So I don't know what was going on. (laughs) But I think that I think that I had a buddy that I talked to that saw it at a different theater that was like, yeah, dude, I couldn't hear anything either. So I don't know. That's really odd. That's kind of how I felt about Interstellar, to be honest. Uh, There were a lot of moments in theater in Interstellar where the score was just like, melting the skin off my face yeah um i'm totally jealous that you got to see that movie in theater that's like one of the glaring misses for me because it's my favorite movie of all time and i did not see it in the theater and imax it just melts your face the whole time dude so and it's funny you mentioned the the uh the score and whatnot because part of what makes a lot of these movies so fantastic is the music and a lot of it i believe is Hans zimmer right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that does a lot of them he does such a good job yeah the dark, the dark, ominous yes, scores on yes. these. Yes, I would love to see uh, Han and uh, Ludwig, you know, from the Mando stuff, like have a, a score a off. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah. a, a composer battle. Um, yeah, I tell you what, man. I I like <laughs> I frequently listen to the sco- to the soundtrack from Interstellar. It's like some of the best yeah, score of any movie awesome. ever made. So. Um, so bef- yeah, uh, before we revisit the Batman thing, can I, I just got to get something off my chest about what I did see of Tenet. Um, I feel like when I started the movie, it, I started in the middle of a movie, like yeah. they just kind of, I mean, I'm yeah. all for like, not much exposition right because sometimes too much exposition is is just like lame and executed poorly but like i feel like they just were like you guys just got figured out like we're not gonna have any exposition (laughs) that's kind of a nolan thing though because inception's the same way interstellar that's one of the few complaints i have of interstellar is that it's it's very quick with not explaining what's going on 
Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah, I think it's just a Nolan thing. So Tenet, to yeah. me, that didn't stand out really in Tenet for me. Well, it's just he, like, like he goes even from back like, with his first. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, um, when the protagonist, uh, you know, takes the pill and then he wakes up like on some boat and then there's like two sentences of like, this is what's going on, but it still doesn't like explain much. And then all of a sudden he's like working with Robert Pattinson, who I'm pretty sure he didn't know before, but now they're just like partners in crime. Like, yeah, best, yeah. Best you could tell you, and I'm just yeah, like, what is could, going on here? Yeah, you could tell that you didn't finish the movie for sure. Cause a lot yeah. of the stuff that you're talking about is, is explained I'm sure it probably at, towards the end of the movie tied up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just from the short little bit I saw, I was like, really confused <laughs> yeah <laughs> no and and even you know back to his first movie memento like i said I, I literally just watched it today he was it was the exact same way of you're you're just dropped in the middle of the story yeah. and it's either sink or swim like you either figure it out <laughs> yeah. or you're massively confused and hate it like my wife does most christopher nolan movies yeah yeah because yep, i watched them all the same way up yeah yep. it, I, I mean it Every single one of these movies outside of the Dark Knight Rises movies uh, or Dark sure. Knight movies, rather, uh, you have to watch multiple times. It's just a fact yes. yeah, like to get the full experience. You like I still pick up things in Interstellar. I've seen it 30 times. I still pick up things <laughs> that I didn't pick up the first 30 times. Yeah. So nice. and Memento is weird because it came out in 2000 before he was really a thing. So you right. watch like when you that comes out all those years ago. And I, I didn't watch that movie until late into the 2000s is just like what am i watching and like yeah. i'm trying to figure it out i'm like i'm going to figure this out and meanwhile everyone else watching is like i have no clue what's happening yeah. right now it's cool that he has a style though and he literally sticks to it for every one of his movies he does so yeah um another thing that popped into my head that i wish i would have been able to research before you know 10 minutes ago um did you guys know that like several years ago there was a fantasy movie league app where you could like basically pick movies like a certain number of movies that you think would do good in the box office and then depending on how much money they made at the box office you get points just like in fantasy football and it was what? like yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. I, I did it for like I don't know, two days and the app sucked and it like went nowhere. But I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a it, cool like, concept. Ties though. into yeah, you know, Garrett and this. <laughs> but I was like trying to Google fantasy movie league. And as you would imagine, Googling fantasy movie, all you get is like, you know, <laughs> fantasy movies. Yeah. yeah. So I, could, I can't find the Lord name of the, of the Rings app there you or go. whatever it is. But um, yeah. Did, Matt- did you hear of that, Garrett? Yeah, Matthew Barry, who is, he's kind of given a lot of credit for popularizing fantasy sports. He was, he developed his own website called, um, I think it was Mr. Roto, I believe. Um, And that really got popular. And then ESPN bought the website and him basically, and he became their fantasy sports czar. And still to this day, like he was in, uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw, this would have been another good topic to cross over. There was a tv show called the league uh a little yeah. while back yeah and, and uh he was actually in the show at one point uh, oh, wow! Nice. as you know they were like oh my gosh matthew barry is the most beautiful girl on this bar uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then he actually even he's done so well that he is actually in 
the uh, um, Avengers Endgame. He's one of the security guards with uh, uh, with Iron Man. He's one of the, uh, he's like one of the security guards there, no and he has like one role. He's like put put down the case, and so he brings it up all the time that he's like a movie star now too. Nice, um, but yeah, so he was the one that kind of was given a lot of credit for popularizing fantasy sports, and he had a hand in developing that that movie app as well. Nice. I'm so glad um, that you know what I'm talking about because a lot of times no one knows what I'm talking about. That's valid. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because I talk about nonsensical things, but <laughs> thank you for saving me there. <laughs> um, there's also an amazing uh, League of Legends fantasy like scene. Uh, and everyone knows how much I love League of Legends. And I've I've participated in quite a few League of Legends fantasy leagues. Uh, there's like a fantasy league for everything, which is pretty great. True. Um, but yeah, back to the Batman point. I'm, I'm totally cool with only picking one Batman movie to be on the list because, you know, that's that's more than half if, if all three make the list. I think... I speak for all of us, but I, I could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. But I, I just think we can automatically cross off Batman Begins. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Out, out of out of the, the Batman trilogy, that one by far is the weakest. However, out of the three, it's the one that's the most comic book-like. Yes, um, yes. And I think it's, it, it, compared to every other Batman movie ever made, it's superior in every fashion. So it's it's just missing the list for me yeah. as far as the, the top because the other two are so strong. But mm-hmm. it's very, very good. I, I love Scarecrow in that movie. I think it's yeah. a, a great way to play Scarecrow. So, um, yeah, don't, don't take that as we hate the movie for sure because yeah. – yeah, I just said I it find before it, it's time. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the one thing that I really appreciate about Nolan's Batman movies is how grounded they are. And I think uh, of all of the Nolan or of all the superheroes, like, I think Nolan could really only do justice to the more human and grounded characters like Batman. Yeah. Maybe like, Batman, maybe right? like a, a Tony Stark Iron Man. I think he'd. I, I would love to see him do a Spider-Man movie, and I think the Amazing Spider-Man movies were trying to mimic the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah, um, because it just feels that way. But man, I would do much, pretty much anything to get him to do Spider-Man movies. Because yeah, I just I don't I don't know if he could do like a, a fantastical, unrealistic take on something, right? Um, but that's also like my beef with his Batman movies because even though Bruce Wayne is a very human character with no like actual superpowers a lot of his villains are like absurd absurd comic characters like yeah clay Clayface or killer croc and and some of the coolest batman villains are not grounded at all uh and honestly bane is not a very grounded comic character i mean i don't know if any of you are familiar with bane in the comics but he's just like some massively roided out like well i guess it could kind of be grounded, but um, he's definitely not like a a, a domestic terrorist. He's like right, this right. huge, massive uh, human roided out on like some crazy steroid thing that also keeps him alive. Um, but yeah, the the grounded take on Batman was executed really well. Oh is, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, can see people's gripes with the the lack of comicness in those 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that point, but he is one of the most grounded superheroes by a, by oh, a long yeah. shot. For sure. And and so are all his vi- like all his villains are outside of Killer Croc and, and and those ones, but they're all just psychopaths, you know. Yeah. It's well, not, that's the no- thing. The non like outlandish villains of Batman are very very good in a grounded sense. Like the Joker, right. perfect yeah. villain to have in a, a realistic Batman right. world. Yeah, he's just a maniac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think he did great with the villains. Um, Gotham City, I, I know people had complaints with his take on Gotham City. I thought it was, like, a, a, again, a more grounded version of it. He tried to go a little ungrounded in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, like, CGI buildings and stuff in that movie that aren't in the other two. It's um, like a retro. So. It's like a weird, like, old future. Kind of like a yeah. retro yeah, yeah. alternative kind right. of history kind of thing it was interesting i liked it but that was one of those situations where that completely changed into the next two movies kind of like a harry potter thing where like the, the entire campus and everything shifts in episode right. three yeah. um same thing with that where it was then it was just all of a sudden new york more or less right exactly yeah yeah definitely yeah i think i'm curious to see how the fan base takes the Batman because I think they're doing like the comic Gotham. It looks like it, it almost looks like Arkham Knight <clears throat> Gotham, to be honest with you. Um, oh. Like they have the diner scene with the Riddler in the trailer. It looks like the diner from Arkham Knight. So yeah. we'll see, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a big shift from the last Batman movies we got by the looks of it, but it looks like it's going to be really good for sure. Um, all right, let's get cracking on the list here. How, how do you guys want to approach this? We just start at number five, and I mean, is there movie? Are there or, any that we can eliminate? Like for sure, not making the top five. Yeah, I, I think, I think that, uh, yeah, I think we can. Because I have one for me. Okay, personally. all right, yeah, let's, go ahead. Let's have at it. For me, it, it's Dunkirk. Uh, okay, I appreciate what he was doing, uh, but the lack of dialogue, I, I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't do it. Um, and, and I don't think of all of his movies, um, that one didn't have the same like mind bending feel to it. Um, cause he was making a realistic war movie. So it, it's, it makes sense, but it, it's, it's outside of what I at least personally appreciate about Nolan so much. So for me, that's the easy one to say wouldn't make my top five personally. Yeah, I, I think I would probably agree with you. Um, I I do like Dunkirk. I think they did a good job of making a war movie out of a evacuation, which wouldn't be the right. most cinematic thing to do. I like the way that, he, like he does in all his movies, he plays with time. So he had two different, or three storylines all going simultaneously, and he was messing with the time during it. But I would agree with you 100%. I don't think it makes a top five list as far as this. And that's kind of why I'm a little... Uh, salty that he's doing an Oppenheimer movie next because it's just not what I want from Nolan per se, you know? Yeah, yeah I'm cool with it. Uh, it's one of the ones I haven't seen, but out of the other ones that are on this list, uh, just like cast wise, story wise, uh, I think, you know, Batman Begins and Dunkirk are kind of the outliers of what to normally expect from Christopher Nolan. So, I'm cool with that. Uh, Nick, Nick can't even 
you know, make it through the movie without falling right. asleep. So <laughs> yeah, valid. And that's the thing. Um, like, I think the problem is it's a war movie and it's a Christopher Nolan war movie. Like those, yeah. I just getting to separate those concepts, at least for that movie, maybe Oppenheimer will be different because that might not be necessarily a war movie, even though it's a during the war, but it's about the guy who invented the nuclear bomb. Mm. So I could see a little bit more, forgive yeah it's not like a dunkirk situation where there's not a lot of dialogue right it's an evacuation like it was a tough thing but like it won like oscars and it was yeah popular. yeah that's true it's true it's just a, like not like i said not what i want out of chris right. and when we get into the list i think you'll see what movies he makes really good and yeah. and what obviously didn't even make the list so far so all right um, so we are down i think to that, seven. yeah we are down to seven right. i would We're like to put closer I would like to put Memento up for uh, denomination. Ooh. It's just, you know, you, you guys can argue it amongst yourself. For me, it's not even going to make the list personally. So, again, we're, we're in the territory of movies that, of his that I have not seen. Uh, so I will let Nick and Garrett try to either prove, prove the point that it should make the list or why they agree with you for it not making the list. Let's start with Garrett, you know, our, our honored guest. So I'm torn on this one, um, partly because we know one of the Dark Knight movies aren't making it. So that would automatically right. give mm -hmm. us our top five then at that point. Um, point yeah. Top five, should we, we got to order them at least. We do we, have to order them. Should we do this first before we get into Let's get rid of the Batman. Memento. Okay. Yeah. Let's, right, let's eliminate fair. a Batman movie. And yeah. then... Because I don't know, maybe that'll Dude, that'll let Memento squeeze up. You know, I don't know. It might. I mean, I have another recommendation off the list if if Memento is not going to be the one. All I mean, right, it's pr pretty obvious what it's going to be. But let's do the Batman movies. All right, I think we have to keep both those Batmans in the mix. There, this is going to be a great conversation because they're both <laughs> great movies. But before we yeah. do that, Biosiv uh, threw this comment up a while ago, and I haven't put it up yet. He says, speaking of Matthew Perry, he made a show called Mr. Sunshine where he was a sportscaster. It only ran one season but was good. Um, we were talking about Matthew Barry with a B as in boy. But, yes. Uh, Close. Different, Close. different Matthew. But, but I, I kind of want to see the show now. Yes. <laughs> Matthew Perry is an awesome dude. So, yeah. Thank you for that, sir. Um, all right. Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Uh, wow. Um, so I just, I, I loved the Dark Knight Rises, but it's going to be hard to overthrow Heath Ledger and the Joker. I mean, that is the most iconic character in film in superhero movies. Maybe even you know villains across the board, like in any type of movie. Yeah, um, that that movie was. Uh, I don't. I I like. I can't think of words to describe how much this movie meant to the genre before superheroes were right. really yeah. a thing. I mean, uh, Iron Man came out shortly after this, but uh, the Dark Knight changed the landscape. Uh, it was such an amazing take on Batman, and the Joker was phenomenal like tom hardy is one of my favorite actors i thought bane was a really cool character and the 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 terrorist take on you know him as a villain in dark knight rises was really really cool but for me the dark knight 
gets my vote for the movie we are going to keep on our list. Okay. Uh, Nick, let's go to Nick. Let's go down the down the list here. Let's go. What do you what say you, Nick? Oh man. Because you want to keep them both. So th- this should be good seeing him like work this out live. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Cause I mean also given the years, right? Those are two very stable Christopher Nolan movies in the middle of his career. And also arguably not the peak, but like he was hitting stride there. Obviously, 2008, Dark Knight, huge movie. 2012, Interstellar shows up right after there. I don't know. It's just such a... Those two are so tightly wound together. I often think of them as like one movie, in a sense, because they they kind of reform that trilogy, whereas like Batman Begins is the outlier, even within that trilogy, mm-hmm. setting all of that. Um... But as far as cultural impact, landscape of just like that genre, making movies, everyone FOMOing into doing all that, I would have to keep The Dark Knight um, overall, I would say. Two votes for The Dark Knight staying. All right, Chad, what do you got? Yeah, so uh, this one's fairly easy for me. I, I, I appreciate The Dark Knight Rises. I love it. I think Bane is great in it. Um, I love his voice in it. It's like just really <laughs> creepy, you know? It doesn't matter. It's like, uh, yeah, Dar- just love Darth it. Vader and Sean Connery. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a good way to one, yeah. one person. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I really enjoy The Dark Knight Rises. But yeah. Batman, when Batman Begins came out, it showed that you could actually make a good superhero movie. And then the dark Knight showed that you could actually make a really great superhero movie. So for me, it's 100% dark Knight without question. No. All right. It leaves you Garrett. I mean, I think it's, it's pretty much decided, but yeah, I, I don't, I, gotta hear I don't think, think I can switch anything at this point. Um, and I honestly would be fine with either one. Uh, I wasn't going to like passionately argue one side over the other. My personal favorite, I actually liked The Dark Knight Rises slightly better right. uh, than The Dark Knight. And I think Christopher Nolan's writing was better in The Dark Knight Rises. But you guys are 100% correct that the Heath Ledger Joker was so iconic mm-hmm. that I just don't know that there's any way to not have it in there. So even though I don't know if it's necessarily better because of Christopher Nolan, the movie itself elevated the standard for everything we know about the genre. So I have no problem with the Dark Knight being in over the Dark Knight Rises. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, doesn't doesn't it open with the school bus scene in the bank? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like that opens. Which is fantastic. Yeah. 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 Especially coming off of like Batman Begins, like just completely switched it up hits you with just an iconic scene and then it doesn't stop from there. And I don't think anyone really kind of, none of that movie doesn't set in until like it's over and you think about it and go back (laughs) and watch it again. Well, I think, go ahead, Chad. I've heard people argue that, and it's a ridiculous argument, but I've heard people (laughs) argue that people like dark Knight more than dark Knight rises because, because Heath Ledger died. That's that's like his Mm. last role. I'm like, here, dude, there's, has nothing to do with it. He played the Joker to perfection 100 yeah. perfect uh, like without a, without question so 
anytime I hear somebody say that, I'm like, dude, you just you you sound stupid. It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) That's kind of like this. If someone were to try to make the argument, oh, yeah, you just picking that movie because that movie was part of a movie theater shooting that happened on the premiere night. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so Nick really took that. that to like the next level there. That <laughs> hey, escalated it, it, quickly. <laughs> I remember I remember walking out of the theater and oddly enough, was the there news. was a, sh- a shooting in this, you know, for the Dark Knight in Aurora, Colorado. So, yep. wow. Now I just I, I do want to give a little bit of credit <laughs> to Joaquin Phoenix, though. He did a great job with he his did. portrayal. He did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well. yeah. Dude, that um, movie is the the best mental health movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Which is yes. weird to say because it's a Joker movie, yeah, but right. it is. The, yeah. yeah, the you're totally right. Joaquin Phoenix crushed it too, and it was a um, very different one too, which I appreciate. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be because I think there's other people that were kind of trying to be right. Keith mm. Ledger, yeah. and like you're not you're not gonna top that, you know. Yeah. It's like trying to sing Whitney Houston. You just you can't Don't right. try to top it. Be, <laughs> do your own thing. Yeah, <laughs> you've never heard me try, Garrett. Um, no, uh, no, that's a great point too. And you know what? Well, okay, so that brings up a whole other can of worms. Like, one is Joaquin Phoenix's performance as the Joker overshadowed by you know us being like I know the Joker has appeared in many many movies before the Dark Knight, but you know, uh, at least for our generation, Heath Ledger is you know the joker in the cinematic universe like is his is joaquin phoenix's take on the joker overshadowed by heath ledger's uh, yeah, yeah. or would yeah. the joker movie have even happened if it wasn't for the joker and the dark knight rises becoming as popular as it was so there's yeah. like double-edged sword there um but i wanted to say quickly too um you know we know that there were tons of superhero movies before the dark knight came out it's you know superhero movies are nothing new but i think what makes the dark knight so special is i feel like that is when people started to take superhero movies seriously like that was that was the movie that also took itself seriously um but it made consumers be like oh you can actually like have a a very uh like crazy story that's you know dark and and kind of bleak um and serious and not just like super campy and goofy like you know we don't have the bat nipples like yeah you you can have like a really good card yeah (laughs) exactly you can have a really good serious superhero movie and then that just launched you know what basically what we have today where there's you know an entire cinematic universe that's you know spanned over you know 11 or 12 years and you know 25 26 films and yeah um, so so to answer your joker question from earlier i i fully believe that had joaquin phoenix's movie came out first that that would be the pinnacle of 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 joker and heath Mm -hmm. ledger would fall short if it came out second however like you said i don't think that joker movie ever comes out without heath ledger's performance in the dark night so yeah. it, it is definitely a double-edged sword for sure yeah and you know our our buddies at be hero uh fights they had an entire tournament uh this is a, a sore spot for jordan um but they had an entire tournament of you know who the best joker was 
And uh, uh, we have a, a friend podcast, Garrett, uh, where they just kind of debate each other. Each usually they have you know two people on. Each one takes the side of the topic, and they debate each other, and then they pick a winner. So it's so it's first take for yeah, basically, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so they had uh, how many people were on there? Eight an eight person best cinematic Joker tournament. And they had like uh, Mark Hamill, Jared Leto, Heath Ledger, um, Joaquin Phoenix, um, and then Lego Jack Nicholson, uh, Zach Galifianakis yep. because he voiced the Lego Joker, and uh, uh, Caesar Romero or something like that, who played like one of the original or maybe the original, the original. cinematic yep. Joker. Yeah. Uh, so it was really cool to see them all like fight against who, each other. Who won? <laughs> That's the the touchy part. Um, the Jack Nicholson Joker one, uh, but Ooh. he was good. But I yeah, he's yeah, good. But I don't know about it's, that. It's bro. it's me. it's a hot button issue with many of our <laughs> podcasting circle friends. Well, I think um, it, I think it's probably who whoever was arguing because I have a buddy I work yeah. with that, yeah. that if he told you the sky was green, he would make you believe it. By the yep. time he was done arguing it, you know what that's, I mean. Even though if you're looking at it, like, no, dude, it's blue. He yeah. he, he would have you believing it. I mean, that's so. that's or, the funny thing. Jordan, who uh, he's like our our fourth wheel on the show, Garrett. He uh, was in the debate on our behalf, and he had Jared Leto, and he made it to the final. the finals. Oh wow! <laughs> he beat the other jokers and made it to the final with Jared Leto. That's how good wow. he is at arguing. Yeah. He's a great That's impressive. debater. That's very um, impressive. But then loses to Jack Nicholson. Yeah, and yeah. the thing the thing that <laughs> makes just it so controversial is uh the person arguing on behalf of Jack Nicholson just kept saying it's Jack Nicholson. Like, <laughs> come on. And and meanwhile Jordan's like arguing his heart out for Jared Leto who is like by everyone's opinion, the worst Joker ever. Yes. <laughs> Making it is all it the Jordan's way to the final. opinion also, or does uh, he like? Yeah, I don't think he. I, I think no, it's not. I don't think. I think Jordan and I, I think, are in the same boat. Where I don't think he's as bad as people think he is. Right. It's just a take that they're not used to. Right. And the points that Jordan made will make you think he's the best cinematic Joker. Like he, <laughs> he makes a ton of great points that nobody ever thinks about. But that's that's a whole other thing. Um, right. We're already like an hour in and we haven't even put a movie up <laughs> true, here true. on our list. OK, so so, right. so <laughs> let's focus on at least on we our got our ranking. I don't want to get the Batman's all yeah. night. We got the Batman um, talk out of the way. I think we we accomplished yeah, yeah. our Dark Knight trilogy talk. But the the other movie. So I said Memento was would not make my list the other one out of these ones that are here that would not make my list is the prestige okay okay the, those would be my bottom two as well so um i i wouldn't have any issue with either one uh memento slightly gets the nod over prestige for me partly mm-hmm. because it's kind of the og of yep. like when we were first exposed to 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 christopher nolan yeah and so because of that there's like a little bit of like sentimental value in that <laughs> but i don't know that that means it's right like yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i uh, mean i i you make a good point there though because because it is a very important movie and we are making a nolan list and it's a very important movie for him i yeah. don't feel that the prestige has the importance that memento has but nick and mike you can decide between i know you haven't seen either of them have you yeah 
let me i have not but i i wrote some details on all of these movies so okay uh if anyone is like me and has not seen either of these movies uh the prestige came out in 2006 and it got a nice 8.5 out of 10 on imdb uh and a quick synopsis of the story is after a tragic accident two stage magicians in the the 1890s london engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other uh and this movie stars christian bale hugh jackman scarlett johansson michael Caine, david bowie and Andy Circus. So it's got a pretty solid cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny some that familiar Michael faces. In there too. <laughs> right. Christian Bale and Michael Caine, you know, some familiar faces. Oh, yeah. In, There's uh, a lot Nolan of crossover movies. between these movies. Um, but, you know, so we're following two stage magicians in the in 1890s London. Um, sounds all right, but, you know, a little interesting. It was, it was good. It was a good movie. Good. Don't get me wrong. This yeah. is like saying, like, Oh, I have to eat Rocky Road. Like it's still ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my favorite ice cream, but it's still ice cream. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Memento, uh, it came out in two thousand, and it got an eight point four on IMDb. Ooh, so just close. you know, one tenth of a point off of uh, the Prestige. And this movie is about a man with short-term memory loss attempting to track down his wife's murderer. Uh, and this stars Guy Pierce and Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, so, you know, maybe not as, as much of a, you know, rock star cast, but Guy Pierce and, and Carrie Ann Moss, not bad in oh, their yeah. own rights. I mean, they're still pretty stellar right. actors. Right. Um, so I think uh, also there is a remake announced for Memento. So that's kind Ooh. of in pre-production. Um, is nolan doing it yes yes oh interesting that's a that's a really cool thing because i've heard i've heard um uh oh my gosh totally blanking on his name uh quentin tarantino said that he would like to go back and for his final film remake reservoir dogs which i believe was his first film Mm. i was like man it's such a cool concept to to remake the first movie you made and see how much better of a director you are yeah so that would be awesome uh so for me just going off of man i don't know it's hard because i feel like the story of memento sounds more intriguing to me than the story of the prestige but the prestige has such a stellar cast um i mean they're both rated about the same but i think memento would get the nod for me just you know based off of that first movie factor the one that kind of got it started for nolan um but i don't know what what do you say nick so is this for the number five and honorable mention spot uh yeah it could be i i think the dark knight rises should be the honorable mention i i I would be i would agree with that also so yeah okay that's what i was thinking too all right honorable mention garrett you agree oh yeah fully support that and then number five, Nick, is up to you between Memento and Prestige. Not really up to you because I think we all voted Memento at this point. <laughs> yeah, Didn't but we, we want to hear your thoughts. But an honor. We do want to have, yeah, yeah. but we do want to hear. Oh, man, it's tough. Um, Memento's good. Um, Prestige has like a stacked cast. And I remember watching that um, when it came out. And 
it's 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 a really good movie. I wouldn't under under I won't let it slip. Um, even the, even if the topic is a little weird, you have to remember it is a Christopher Nolan. Movie, yeah, yeah. So, um, and there's been some. Uh, okay, I shouldn't say some. There, uh, the now you see me, I believe is, right. is what they're called. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great movie about magicians. I enjoyed that a lot. You know, so, yeah, it's the prestige you know, is better. I think. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. I mean, <laughs> I would be surprised if it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, you can have a good movie about magicians. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, tough. I think I would slide <laughs> Memento into number five spot. I I think it, it deserves to be there. Except, I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it has that sentiment sentimental value, like Garrett said. And then you know the the added hype of a remake coming. I mean, that's just. Uh, I didn't even know that. So that got me I excited. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That is very exciting. Speaking of remakes, Biosub says I would love a remake of Reservoir Dogs. That would be yeah. so nice. It's a yeah, cool it's... concept that they're both thinking about doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. They're... I don't think I can't think of a director that's ever done that, to be honest, that's remade one of their own movies. Yeah. George <laughs> um, Lucas should do that. Sure it's out there. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remake Star Wars. I'd be I'd be down with that. Better than so the Memento trilogy. Number yeah. five. Memento makes it hour hour and five minutes in, and we're we got one on the list. Hey, making progress, <laughs> baby. Um, speaking of Reservoir Dogs, there's a show that I've been meaning to watch on Hulu. Uh, I believe it airs on FX Reservation called Reservation Dogs. Dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw the trailer so for it. Bad. It looks pretty funny. Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi uh, special there. Um, look it up. Looks pretty awesome. Um, okay, I'm glad we we got our number five up here on the list. Uh, let's get the prestige out of our our bundle of four remaining movies. Yeah, we don't want to confuse it. Get anyone. out of here. Oh, what uh, if I want it to be number four? <laughs> if you want it to be number four out of the four movies we have left, I'm gonna remove you from. You're just gonna have to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we got man. This is gonna be tough. We, we got Interstellar, Dark Knight, Inception, and Tenet remaining for the uh, top four movies here on the power ranking. Uh, you know, I feel like we had a great process there to come up with the number five, but like, how do we come up with number four? This is, this, this is where it's going to get hard. Who, who, rec- is, who recommended Memento? I for number five. Okay. I so, so okay. Garrett did. So somebody else, one of the other three recommend a movie for number four, and then we can talk it out. Okay. I recommend. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Nick. Let's see if we're on the save wavelength here. This, this is. I think we might all be. I think we might all be at least for this one. I recommend Tenant for number four. Yeah. Oh, I was actually going to say Dark Knight because it's like the least Christopher Nolan movie of the remaining ones because it's you know superhero movie. Yeah. Not the crazy. I don't think you know. Yeah. I don't think it makes it further too much further up the list personally, Mike, but I think tenant is definitely, uh, I'm okay with tenant being number four. Yeah. Yeah. I really Uh, enjoyed tenant. Yeah. Go ahead. When it first came out. Um, it, it is a very, like if you were to say, here's 50 movies, pick out which one is a Christopher Nolan movie. (laughs) You would pick out tenant. 50 times out of, like every single time <laughs> you would pick tenant it's it's very no clearly a christopher nolan movie 
Uh, it very much so had the feel. I'll, I'll talk later about which one is my favorite movie of all time. Because uh, I'm very pat. It's, it's my favorite movie on the list and of all time. But cool. uh, it had a very similar feel when I watched Tenet. So I'm half hour in and I lean over to my buddy and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel better. Movie. I feel better because yes. I was sitting on my couch, but I didn't have a buddy to like lean over and be like, what is going on? Yeah. I just like thought to myself, I, but, am, but did yet I, I fall asleep like, and like wake up at like an hour and 15 minutes into this? <laughs> it's, it's confusing. It's confusing as all get out, but yet it's beautiful. It's, it's a work of art. Yes. And you're like, I need to see every minute detail and I need to catch every little Easter egg and hint that he put in there because as the movie goes, you're like, oh my gosh, I should have realized that 30 minutes ago. How did I not realize that before? <laughs> like, what? Oh yeah. my goodness. And and then you watch something else and you're like, okay, I really thought that meant something completely different than what it actually meant. So yeah. never mind. I, you know, and it's that way the whole time. And, and I think that's the fun part too is, and I'm sure you guys are very much so this way with having watched a lot of film, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. There's so many shows and movies that are so predictable. Like as you're watching, you're like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is the ending, blah, blah, blah. And you just can't do that in his movies. Like if you try to figure out what crazy rabbit trail he's going to take off on, like it's, you just can't, it can't be done. So, and I think that's, what's fun is I'm, I'm truly left guessing and I'm left like a little kid, just trying to figure out what's going on and just, happy when it happens so yeah you might need to fight for it to be like number three or two i don't think you should let it slide into four <laughs> well that's the hard part is like as much fun as i had watching that movie i probably had even more fun watching the other three i just love this yeah. For me. yeah okay yeah okay. for sure so, yeah i i think it's it for my money at least it's it's number four on this list but it's yeah, it's Christopher Nolan. It's a spy thriller about crazy tech, future tech stuff going on. The the action sequences in this movie are amazing, uh, especially the like elevator or like hallway fight scene yes. where they're fighting backwards. The end scene where they're fighting. It's just wow. It's great, spoiler dude. alert. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's your fault, not ours. <laughs> um, but it's trailer, Spectrum's fault. You could tell us the whole movie probably, and we still wouldn't get you it. Still, yeah, true. exactly. That's it's like true. the other we ones watch on the list. It. Yeah. yeah. Um. So oddly enough, out of all the movies, even the ones we voted off, IMDb rated this the lowest at a measly seven point four. Oh my. Uh, so I mean, it's it's still it's still modern, a pretty pretty good yeah. rating. It's irrelevant to me, to be honest. Uh, those lists because a lot of them I, I like completely disagree with every time I read them. So <laughs> uh, I think that might be, and, and if you look at the box office, the box office on this movie is not that great. Um, yeah. I, that's kind of unfair. Though, and I think know, that, I think it was because of the release date. Yeah, yeah. It's just the time that it came out. I believe didn't they, they probably pushed this back a little bit. They too, pushed it back a like couple everything. times because yeah. Nolan refused to not release it in theaters. And I think that was a right move. And I, I'm not on board with the, every movie has to release in theaters, but I think his movies do. And I think he was smart yeah. to push it and release it in theaters. And unfortunately he probably didn't push it far enough because this landed like in the middle of COVID it came out in theaters. You know, once everything opened back up, it was like maybe the first or second week back. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that it's not a good movie. I think it's a great movie. 
It's uh, Denzel Washington's son. Right. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. J- John David Washington. Great, it's Jack great Nicholson. actor. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, Jack that was a Jack Nicholson. Nicholson yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I feel like we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast. Robert Pattinson kind of doesn't get the respect he deserves. No, he really does. I love him right. as an actor. He's very versatile. I just feel like being in Twilight just kind of like ruined his reputation amongst yes, queens. Yeah, for sure. Um, but his character, the from what I saw in the short oh, like dude, 30, 40 minutes, movie, yeah. I really liked him. And you guys were talking about action sequences. Of course, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I loved the uh, one where they uh, go talk to the first like suspected dealer of oh, yeah. the, the tech or whatever. And they like slingshot the grappling hooks up yeah. and they're like running up the side yeah, of the building. Super cool. That was really cool looking. Um, I love, yeah. I love uh, Pattinson in this movie because he's just got that like doll. Like you can tell he's just like a super spy that doesn't really care about anything. He's like talking <laughs> about the, when they're talking about the plane sequence, which you guys didn't see, it, he's like, you want to crash it? He's like, yeah, yeah. in the sky. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> right yeah that part was hilarious yeah and then he's that. like he's like what are you gonna do about the crew he's like we'll just throw him off and he's like okay yeah, maybe just... a little dramatic you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, i'm i'm cool with this being number four uh just based off of well, i haven't seen the whole thing so um there's that but it kind of fits in with the the imdb rating um and yeah, I just I feel like the remaining three are so strong that uh, you know it, it's it's going to be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm dreading the remainder of our show trying to figure out these top three. <laughs> yeah, I um, I gotta yeah I to be honest with you, I'm dreading number one and number two because I I I think for for me I already know what number three is like, and I think you kind of already hinted at it a little bit but you so guys gotta be dark yourself. night right? i think it has to be dark night See, I, I, and I was surprised that you guys put tenant at number four i really thought that dark night would come in at number four because like i said it's the least christopher nolan mm. out of all yeah. of these movies but with it being a superhero night. but yeah it's it's the dark night i mean yeah it's it's so good um yeah the I, mean, this, series, man. I mean this right. one all right this one, out of all the IMDb ratings on all of the movies on the list, this is the highest rated at nine. Yeah, that's absurd. I mean, um. <laughs> slamming. And that, and the, the cast is phenomenal. I mean, everyone knows because everyone's seen it. But, you know, Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckert as Two-Faced, Michael Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, and then Nick's favorite, Cillian Murphy. I mean, come on. My boy. It's, it's just... A slammer, but I, I don't. I don't think we need to really go too much in in depth on the Dark Knight because we did for like probably thirty yeah. minutes already. <laughs> right? Yeah, I have no. Yeah. I have no qualms with it taking over Tenet. I. I personally, it probably would make number four for me personally, but I know that it, probably in this panel that it wouldn't make number four. So, uh, yeah, I think one hundred percent for my money, it's got to be number three. I, I, does anybody disagree with that? Full agreement. Full okay. agreement. All right. So now the hard part. Um, yeah. <laughs> deciding between man two. It might be two really easy. Them. Maybe it's really easy. 
I, I have a feeling what you that said it's earlier, not. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> these, freeze. these movies, are, when you think like mind bender, you know, trippy, like turn your brain into a pretzel, like leave you walking out of the theater, scratching your head, jumping on Reddit, trying to find like, you know, breakdown. You know, these are right at the top of the list. Interstellar and Inception. These are definitely two movies you're going to need to watch like three or four or five or 20 times to really fully grasp everything that's going on. Um, and I mean, man, amazing concepts. Uh, of course, Interstellar, you, know, you got space and, and time travel and all that crazy stuff. But the 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 whole plot of Inception of like corporate espionage going into people's dreams and planting ideas to like, I mean, ha, like what? Inception is like, it it's the kind of like pop <clears throat> culture OG like mind bender. I think if I remember correctly, because I'm yeah, sure, sure like obviously Memento and like a, a lot of these his own movies existed before it and many other movies, but like Inception just feels like the cultural impact one where it's like people make movies like this. Half the population was like, one, why does this movie exist? It makes no sense. It's super stupid. Everyone else, (laughs) other half of the population is like, that was amazing. Garrett, you just have like the biggest grin on your face. Yeah, he's waiting to go. Just let him go on on Inception. It's it's got to be what he's going to (laughs) argue. I love Inception so much. (laughs) I feel like this is the movie you were talking about. This is absolutely what I was talking about earlier. And I legitimately, I do, I remember sitting in the movie theater and this was before I really even knew who Christopher Nolan was. Like I had seen the prestige, but I didn't, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't, I didn't know who, who that was. And my buddy's like, Hey, he worked at the theater and he was like, Hey, there's this really cool movie in. And granted, this is like right when I was transitioning from high school to college all I cared about was like playing college football. Like I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> and so like, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to anything out there. And he's like, dude, just come hang out tonight. Like we're going to go see this movie. Blah, blah, blah. And I sit down and it just, it shattered my entire universe. Like watching this movie. <laughs> You're like, and, what is football? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Did someone just plant the idea of liking football in my head? Yeah. Do I even care about football? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, but I mean, first of all, the cast is incredible. Yeah. You have Leonardo DiCaprio, who is just, he's magnificent in this movie. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is that awesome. Like, even though he's not Robin in this movie or in this movie, (laughs) he is Robin in this movie. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. he's absolutely still Robin from, from the dark Knight. So it just carried over into this. He's still playing Robin in just a slightly different way, but he's still Robin. Um, you have Tom Hardy in here who like wasn't even big yet at the time, right? But played his role so incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have uh and this is the guy I always forget his name, uh, the dude that was also Scarecrow. Uh Cillian Murphy. Yes, that's, uh, he's that's the guy Nick's, seeing everything, Nick's and I'm like, oh, he's actor. so good, and I never noticed it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's the dude for from uh Friday Night Lights for me, the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, see, see, <laughs> nobody, nobody knows his, his name. name. It's like 
Chris Chandler or something like that. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Chandler. That's right, yeah. See, <laughs> I, can, I always only get half of his name right. But um. but to to be in the theater and to first of all, like I was like, what? Why are they going in people's heads? What's happening? I was having a hard time telling what was like reality and then what was like the dream part. Right. And like separating those out and then we'd be back to the real world and i was like oh yeah that's what that was and then they're just like folding cities on top of each other (laughs) and like oh my gosh and the the guy bios if you just mentioned the comments the fight scene in the hotel where they don't have any gravity and they're just on the walls and it's flipping like oh my goodness this the movie the entire movie rocked my world only then to get to the very end of the movie and we still don't have that full closure. <laughs> Spoiler, if you've not seen it, sorry. Sucks yeah, to suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it came out in 2010. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, but yeah. the top is spinning. And then it like looks like it might topple over. But we don't know. And it cuts. But even on top of that, like there's this whole rabbit hole of like, that shouldn't have even been his totem to begin with. That was Maul's totem. He wasn't even supposed to touch her totem. So that shouldn't have any bearing on it to begin with. But yet that rocked the whole movie and so good. All right. So we know what what movie uh, Garrett wants to be number one. Yeah. Yes. Clearly. I completely forgot. Definitely interstellar. In in Inception, I forgot that like you forget about the previous, like the realities. And then like they jump back and you're like, holy crap. I've completely forgot (laughs) about that whole yeah. layer of the, the whole cake. yeah the whole <laughs> sequence is them falling off the bridge in a van and yeah. it's take it takes like 40 minutes that entire sequence <laughs> of them because they're in the they're in the dream yeah <laughs> yeah um and i i think to was it nick that said this a while ago um uh inception bringing the the mind bender into the mainstream i mean dare we say this is that genre's version of the dark knight right where where the dark knight made people think like oh superhero movies can be like mainstream serious good call is this is inception the movie that's like you know us normal people uh we can get behind one of these weird uh pretzel brain movies where you know you walk out of the theater and have no idea what you watch but you know with this weird feeling deep down in your heart where you're like, I, I just, I love this, but I don't know why I have no idea what happened, but I love it. And I want to watch it again. Right. Cause you can totally <laughs> figure it out later. You don't have to get it the first time because you're like, I don't know what happened, but I liked what I saw and it was awesome. <laughs> Cause it's like Biosiv said, like the fight sequence, like that was amazing. Like just the things that they're doing on screen that you probably, re- I don't know if you've, if anyone's seen that before up until inception right. yeah 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 i mean um, uh, yeah <laughs> to a point it, it kind of I, I i will say that i i i love inception it's it's easily number two for me personally but that the idea of taking a lucid dream which is what this started as you know people lucid dream you can read about it if you want um but just taking that idea and spinning it into this i think this is probably the most visually stunning movie of Nolan's movies. Interstellar yeah. is very, very close. But as far as the, the fight sequences and everything in this, it's like grade S, 100% perfect. It's just okay. the story for me doesn't doesn't propel it to number one personally. So Biosiv says, thank you, Garrett. He shouldn't have been using her totem. <laughs> That's right. We he got you, Biosiv. 
He gets that's me. why we that's why we bring Garrett on the show. <laughs> um, yeah. So so right here we have, you know, Garrett super fan of Inception, and then Chad super fan for Interstellar. So uh, I say we let Chad do his pitch for Interstellar, explain his deep love for this movie, and then Nick, I think it's just going to come down to you and me. Well, like, I preface, you say that, but before Chad starts, you have to pick a side, and you can't be Mr. <laughs> yeah. I, I like everything. I'm in the middle. Right. Everyone's I'm the, I'm the right. host. I gotta, I gotta, you no. know, I gotta see both sides. You know you, what I mean? Like, you that's tie what break, you guys though. are here for. You got a tie break, though. Yeah, you're right. I, I will have to make a call on this one, I think. Well, maybe you won't have the tie break. I'm just yeah, saying, if we'll it comes see. to that point, yeah, you got to. I'm a nut up or shut up. Yep. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm uh, a a debate discussion conversation pacifist, Garrett. Um, <laughs> I just uh, we had uh, Jordan and Chad debated each other on uh, the price of video games being cheaper now more than it ever. Which, for the record, I clearly been. won. Yeah, he uh, totally didn't take my side. Is what it, he's it, trying it to get of- out right now. And it became more of like a single player versus multiplayer like yeah. preference too. And we need they're a part both... two because I have a really good argument now for the multiplayer single player. They're thing, both right? making their points, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally agree with that. And then like the opposite person would make their point. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally agree oh, with good that. Point. <laughs> Look at you, bravo. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I just... will say this: talking out of both sides of my mouth, I do love Interstellar. This is not a knock <laughs> against Interstellar, and as a dad. The father-daughter bond oh, that dude, is in that movie yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So this is not a anti-interstellar. This is just a very pro Inception, of course, yeah. for clarity's sake. Yes, yeah. So for um, for ahead, Chad for Interstellar it. for me, it's it's one hundred percent the story, and it's one hundred percent what Garrett just said. The uh, there's no movie that I've ever watched that has made me cry as consistently. <laughs> As this, I've watched this movie literally probably 30 times and I cry every single time. Sometimes it's like a tear. Sometimes it's like balled up in the bed for hours after <laughs> just thinking about because I, I don't know what it is, man. It's just that that sequence at the end of the movie the where he goes where he goes back to the hospital bed and sees his like dying daughter who's like, you know, 60 years older than he is. It's just I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's because I have kids now. Maybe it wouldn't have hit me as as bad in the beginning, but. I'm always going to be a space guy. Any any space stuff that you can give me, I'll take it. And this is the pinnacle of how you tell a a scientifically accurate space story and a super emotional space story. The only the only gripe that I have in the whole of this movie is and it's it's weird because the movie is very long and I can't remember off the top of my head exactly how long it is. But I almost would have preferred it been like another hour because I would have liked to know <laughs> I would have liked to know what happened on Earth that is, you know, they kind of breeze over the story. So basically, there's there's no time given. I don't think Wikipedia here says it takes place in 2067. I don't remember them ever saying that in the movie, but something has happened where all the crops are dying and they call it blight. And uh, we see Matthew McConaughey's Cooper, who used to be a NASA pilot, but because of the changing times, he has become a farmer, a very good farmer. And I, I just would have liked to see a little bit more on the planet before he took off for his mission. But the basic setup is 
I, I, I assume it's some sort of global warming thing that's causing the, the issues on earth, but they mentioned that these crops are dying corn and okra, I think are the only two things that are left. Uh, Cooper is a huge corn grower in the area. And then it's just cool to see the, the little things that have changed because of all of this. So like the, the sun can't get into college because he doesn't have a high enough score and they don't need that many people going to college and they need farmers. So he's going to be on the farmer route and he doesn't, you know, Cooper kind of feels like he didn't get to use the skills that he had and he doesn't want his son to do maybe that same route, but there's really no options because the world needs food. And they talk about how the, you know, world is fighting over food and, and there's wars breaking out over food and everything. So I would just like to spend a little bit more time getting to know that. But I do like the, you know, the, the school meeting where they talk about the, the lunar landings and how they explain in, in the movie that they were faked to bankrupt the Soviet union. And, <laughs> you know, uh, Murphy, who is Cooper's daughter, has a big issue with that and gets in a fight over it. So they're a very science-oriented family because he was a NASA pilot in, in his previous life. So I, I, I don't know, dude. I would just, just like to see more. And I heard that we might get a sequel to this. I don't know if it's going to be a Nolan movie. That would be great. At, at, at the end of the day, I don't need it. I think it stands alone perfectly. But for me, what propels it above inception is the story 100 the visual effects are equal for inception uh the planets they go to so the, the, the i know i'm going kind of long here because i'm trying to win and get it to number one but just stick with me <laughs> <laughs> so so the basic premise is earth is dying humans aren't going to live there very long nasa was allegedly shut down because they refused to drop bombs on starving people to kind of lower the earth's population, but they came back in secret and they are trying to find a way to get the population to another planet. That's the basic setup of it. And things happen that lead Cooper and Murphy, his daughter to the NASA facility where they kind of lay out this huge plan where they found a wormhole and it's out near Saturn, and it takes them to another part of the universe. And in this part of the universe, there's potentially 12 habitable, habitable planets, which is absurd. Probably would never happen. But for the movie, we'll say, yeah, sure. Yeah, 12 of them in this one little area. But yeah, so they go off into this wormhole and uh, try to venture out and find a new planet for the human race. And there's, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie. I mean, I spoil it a lot, but you just need to go watch it because there's a lot that is told about the plan and everything. So just go watch it. I guarantee you, you're going to love it. Well, I won't guarantee you, you'll love it. But <laughs> you'll need two If you like hours Nolan, and, you'll like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah two hours sure. and 45 minutes <clears throat> to watch this movie. Yeah. I was, yes. I was about to say it's uh, nearing three hours. Yeah. I, uh, so basically I like listening to an yeah. episode of Showboys. Right. True. Yeah. I would have preferred it be closer to four, to be honest with you, because I just, you know, they kind of breeze over what's going on on Earth and why leaving Earth is a better option than fixing the Earth. You know what I mean? It's kind mm. of it's kind of really out of the realm of possibility to get the entire human race off of a planet onto yeah. another planet. So I'd yeah. like to know why. Yeah, because it's got to be pretty bad. 
Yeah, I mean, trying to evacuate an entire planet and in hopes of finding something suitable without even. I can't even evacuate my house when we're late for church. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Children have made it impossible to be on time anywhere. Right. Um, Jordan says, Chad, if the movie was another hour long, we all would have been 60 years old at the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, boo. So, so but basically, true. let me let me just finish because the visual stuff in this movie, I think, is what what propels it um, in combination with the story. So the black hole visuals are freaking incredible. I have a uh, they worked with an astrophysicist named Kip Thorne to make this movie. And he has a book called The Science of Interstellar, which is fantastic. If you're nerdy like that and you want to read it, it's awesome. But the black hole in the movie is actually a mathematical representation of what a black hole would look like. And you see now that they, like a year or two years ago, caught a picture of a black hole. It's very similar to what was in the movie in 2014. And that's why, because the the, the math behind it was correct. Nice. So, yeah, dude, it's just without question superior in uh, every way personally for me to Inception. <laughs> fight, fight. No, um, I got to say, uh, as iconic as the hallway fight scene is in Inception the uh the scene of them on the planet the like weird okay yeah. gravity planet with the like hmm. so gigantic yeah wave equally as iconic i, I mean, got that a, is... i'm glad you brought that up because i gotta point out something that maybe a lot of people know maybe they don't know but when they're on that planet so the whole gist of the movie is that planet is so close to the black hole that the gravitational pull will slow the astronauts time they're they're interclocked down slower than back on earth so i i think in the movie it's every hour they spend on that movie would be i can't remember seven years back on earth or something like that yeah so uh, that's relativity you can look that up if you're interested in nerdy science stuff it's an actual theory that's that you can actually measure here on earth um but the cool thing about that scene outside of the ginormous waves which are freaking fantastic yeah. Uh, the score in the background has a very constant beat to it. If you listen to the scene, you can hear a very constant beat to it. And each one of those beats is a year back on Earth. Oh, so, no so yeah, if you calculate it, and I, and I calculated it out, and it, it is accurate. So it's super cool that it's like something that you probably wouldn't even notice. You just think it's really cool music in the background, but you can hear the ticks going. That uh, I think it's a year. It could be off on the on the exact time, but each one of those ticks is a set amount of time back on Earth, which is such That's a Nolan thing to clever. do. Yeah, right. Um, okay, good. Two two good cases. Uh, Nick, where? How do you feel? What, what, I mean, what's what's number two? What's number one? Because I, I feel like this is just going to be, you think, know, a, a duo choosing here. I think. I think. Garrett needs an option to rebuttal after that, um, just in case he wants to add some layers to the K. Uh, I mean, how much time do we have? Well, we're as only much halfway as through uh, one <laughs> of our interstellar to number one. So, so however <laughs> long it takes you to realize it, we'll be. I just don't it. want you to feel disenfranchised against what Chad just did for Interstellar. So, if sure. You have- if because I, I saw your face go across a couple of times, so yeah, if you have any no. rebuttals, I think I think we should have that. At, well, before. there's a few things. One, 
as much as I now see now I regret giving that you know point about the father and daughter. That's dumb. That part doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no support. The movie sucks. Yeah, I hate this movie now. Uh, take it off the list. Uh, no, I think there is a an incredibly strong pull at the heartstrings in in Inception as well because the whole concept of the movie is. Leo's character is just attempting to be able to be allowed back to finally see his kids once again, because the Mm -hmm. only way he has seen his kids is in this vision that he has over and over and over. But every time he almost gets to his kids, he turns around and goes to leave them board the plane. So he can't even see his own children's faces. So he wants so badly to get back to his children but what's keeping him from being able to do that is his wife, which isn't even her. It's this projection of her in his dreams that are preventing him from being successful on these missions. And all along the way, she's sabotaging him in order for him to try to be able to be successful in implanting this concept, this idea in, in this business owner, the CEO, uh, this monopoly, the guy's head of your father wants you to build something for yourself you know so so even you know the 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 guys that would be considered the not the good guys it's still this like heartwarming thing where this kid wants acceptance from his dad and you know and and they plant that in there but it's obviously for selfish motives to bring up their monopoly and so there's just there's all of these things that pull into it and you know you mentioned the 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 uh the beat in the music, which is fascinating. I did not know that. That's awesome. Christopher Nolan's brilliant. Um, but they they tie in music into Inception beautifully as well. That's how they time how long they have in each dream space in oh, yeah. order to jump from one space to another. I can't hear that song now without like thinking of Inception because <laughs> uh, they've yeah. used it on like commercials and stuff. And I'm like, wait, in- Inception's on? No, no, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just that song that they yeah. use that whatever french i don't know what it is but it's beautiful um so there there's for as much as it's it's visually appealing and it's a mind bender to the nth degree of going levels deep into people's dreams a dream with inside a dream inside of a dream and then this nothingness space that doesn't even exist and yet they it does and they're building things in this expanse of nothing uh, and the only way to get back is to die and it's it's crazy concepts but but all of that there is still this this beautiful plot line of a family all tied out throughout it yeah okay so well, i'll yeah, stop I, it I'll stop. yeah yeah my turn uh <laughs> <laughs> so so i do agree with you that that there is an emotional story uh to inception uh but for for me, I, I don't know, dude. It just doesn't come close to to Interstellar's. It, and there are, there are multiple scenes, including when they come back from that wave planet, and it's been twenty seven years back on Earth. And and Cooper sits down and watches the videos, all the videos that his kids have sent yeah. him, dude. It's like brutal to watch. Yeah. Even now, even now, I've seen it uh, you know thirty something times. It's still brutal to watch because he's like. His son's having a kid and then his kid dies and then he finds out the grandpa in the movie dies. And it actually read that the grandpa in the movie was born the same year that my oldest son was born, 2013, which I thought was crazy. Um, just a cool little thing. I don't know what the timing is. You know, I don't know where to go because they don't really ever touch on it. But and then 
Murphy coming on and she's very, very bitter about her father leaving her at such a young age. And you see that in a sequence when he leaves, which is another heart wrenching moment to watch. Um, I don't know, man. It just doesn't hit me in the in the feels as much as Interstellar does. Um, but that's all I have to say. I think on Interstellar. Interesting. Uh, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Sorry, one more thing. I, I do want to point out that um, <clears throat> everything leading up till the end of the movie, when they go in the black hole, is all based on Kip Thorne's mathematics, essentially. So obviously we don't know what happens when you go in a black hole. That becomes the science fiction pro- portion of this movie. This movie is science fiction, obviously, but uh, you know, Christopher Nolan wanted the ship to fly faster than light and Kip Thorne wouldn't let him do it because we can't do it. Um, so there was a lot of those things throughout the movie that he wanted to do that Kip Thorne stopped him from doing it. And I think it made a better science movie because of him being on the movie. You know what I mean? Whereas Inception is like radically unrealistic. Wow. I settled my case. How dare you? Well, I mean, sort of. I hated football before the movie, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Jordan says, how did Batman Begins not get on this? Uh, And that's why you weren't allowed on this episode, man. (laughs) It would have been a very different episode. Yes, for sure. Indeed. It would have been not... Not as strong as a, a, a top five, I think. Feel free to submit your top five Nolan movies, Jordan, in the Answer the Boys section of the Discord. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going to be five Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Dunkirk. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. W- what are your thoughts, Nick? I got to know which side I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> you should let Mike, no, no, no. I think you should let Mike go first because he's gonna he's easily oh, yeah. swayable. I mean, That's I'm still true. gonna have to I'm still gonna have to pick a side, you know, depending depending if I go first or second here. Um, yeah, but, but go, you're I'll under pressure to, to do it. Yeah, you're under pressure okay. to do it now. Less well, pressure, maybe. Uh, we're gonna change the power ranking to having one A, one B. That's such a Mike, such a Mike answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, let's see. Interstellar um, was a great film. Like, don't get me wrong. The special effects, top notch. Like I said, the the wave planet gets me every time. I just love that whole sequence. I had no clue about the music thing. Small details like that are always a massive plus for me. Um, the story is crazy. The the time dilation aspect uh, of the, the movie, super interesting. Um, but I think I have to put Inception at number one just because of it kind of being... You know, one of the I'm going to go out and say like the first mind bender movie to like make that a a really popular mainstream type of of film. Uh, I mean, like everyone was talking about Inception when it came out Um, and it still has that like insane cliffhanger ending that, you know, I don't has he come out to say what happened like he would never dare 
Yeah, so it, it's still floating out there. People are still debating on that. And then, of course, Garrett and BioCiv are like, they shouldn't even have used that anyways in the first place. I mean, I don't know. Inception was just, uh, it has to be number one for me. But, I mean, they both have uh, pretty stellar casts here. Like like Garrett said, Inception has Leo, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Elliot Page, Ken Watanabe, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy. This one got an 8.8 .8 on IMDb. Uh, Interstellar, you know, Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jessica Chastain. John Lithgow is in there. He, I always love seeing him pop up in random things. Uh, and then Timothy Chalamet. Um, but this got an 8.6. So, again, they're right there rating-wise. Uh, they both have those, uh, you know, rock star casts. But Inception takes number one for me. Uh, but like Garrett said, not downplaying the amazing epicness that is Interstellar because no, this is war. Fantastic movie. <laughs> it's all or nothing. All right, so so Nick, you're either gonna cement the power rankings or you're gonna cause a tie. You're you're Maybe. gonna end it with a top spinning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> leaves. Just, just gone. Um audio only from here on out. No. Um yeah, so this is this is tough. Um very tough. But it's only tough because I'm going to create a tie. Ah! <laughs> Interstellar, it, just in my mind, like is hands down over Inception. Um, and I'll and, and I'll cite um, previous arguments here. So the fact that Mike cites it as like kind of like the pop culture like breakthrough for like these types of movies, I kind of count that against it because it also has all the like flack from just like all the dumb people out there that just make fun of it um because yeah, it's made true. fun of by like south park and just like everything this movie went through the ringer um and it's hard to shake that and it, it's a little bit of reason why maybe i do discredit and don't go back and watch it as often as i might in interstellar um and while chad has some really great points about interstellar i might only really overlap with him like for my points would be like obviously the uh, sentimental ones, like the whole video com thing with like the daughter over many, many years like that. That stuff's like brutal. And like that whole string through that movie, brutal. But the reason that movie is so impactful to me is because um, just like it's while it is like I wouldn't say call it science fiction, it's science theory, Chad. Um and it's more so less the science. It's like the philosophical items that it touches on in yeah. terms of like time. Um, that's like the big one and how time. And this is also Matthew McConaughey thing, too, because from True Detective and in Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey is citing this whole idea that time is a flat circle. And in, yeah. in both of the in those movie in True Detective and Interstellar it's the same concept and I'm really on board with that concept. And that's that crazy scene where he goes through the wormhole and then he's like in this weird, weird dimension. Yeah. Where the Tesseract can, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And he can see it all. And 
it was just like a really cool way to visualize such an abstract concept. Right. right. And it yeah, kind yeah. of made it make sense with, you know, cause otherwise you're sitting there kind of discussing that and you're like, what am I even like trying to say? And somehow he made it. <laughs> yeah, and then you're um, just like this, this is what I was trying to say. Yeah. It's like he <laughs> kind of figured out how to visualize that and make it make sense in a movie. And I don't know that, that, that was just the concepts of that time, you know, all throughout the movie, just like the wave planet. Right. And just the fact that you got someone, they're five minutes apart. Like it was five minutes in the one, or it was like 40 minutes or something one time. And then many, many years in the other. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just feels like more of an epic to me, like just a huge movie on like every level and scale. Um, mm-hmm. And I think inception obviously does that too, but I do count the whole, it got, dragged through the mud by everything <laughs> against it um isn't you know, it also the the source of uh one of you know the really popular memes of you know the guys laughing and pointing out the out to find one you have quick. to find the meme there's a couple of those but yeah that's the thing like it's it, it might be like the original like meme for nolan movies um yeah. <laughs> and i mean that's a big thing but i i kind of count against it a little bit but i i definitely want to say interstellar just like I saw it in IMAX too. That's probably not fair either. To <laughs> yeah. Um, totally jealous. Uh, and that would have been awesome. Yeah. Everything. I mean, I'm sure either of those would have been pretty good in IMAX. It'd be nice sure. to see both of them in IMAX. Um, but his movies are so geared for that kind of stuff just because like the scores and like Chad, I didn't know that about the music in the water planet but like you say that and like it all clicks i'm like oh yeah that makes total yeah, sense i remember yeah. hearing that now yeah. Yeah. yeah and i'm like holy crap but then you said that thing about inception i was like yeah that's also true and like you're aware of that in the movie but you're not like you're aware of it on like a experience level not like a here's a fun fact level right. and that's super cool that he's able to do that um but then the fact that you guys have similar points about both those movies doing the same thing, I'm like, wow, Nolan, that's pretty lame. Like just using the same old trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> this dude sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why are we even doing this episode? Yeah. All right. So let's, now what let's, do we do? We're just ending it now. Way to go. Yeah. Um, well, this is uh, this is awkward because I feel like the the arguments for both sides are both very valid. And kind of, this might shock you guys to hear me say, but kind of equal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think, uh, one, if you're watching the live stream now, (laughs) let us know your thoughts on these two movies and which one you think should be number one. And help us decide. Uh, I think this might be a good time to go through the answer of the boys. I'm going to tweet it out too okay and uh i like that just to see i won't i won't say what side i'm on no 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 that's a good idea uh so yeah that'll give give time for tweets to come in this will give time uh maybe nick you want to tweet it out too and get get a a double tweet action um twitter we'll we'll see if we get any replies here in the live stream and then you know we'll read through the answer the boys comments and see if any of them you know, pick one of these movies as their top. Um, yeah, this is this is going to be a tough fight, and this is what I was dreading so much. Uh, 
here is getting to this point because it's really hard to choose between these two movies. Uh, our first answer the boys uh, response. Well, first I should say uh, each week we do an answer the boys topic in our discord uh, where we throw out the topic uh, for the Thursday night episode and ask you your thoughts and opinions. And this week, of course, we asked uh, you to pick um, which five would make the cut out of our movies here on this list in the Christopher Nolan power ranking. So uh, BioCiv says, this is going to be a good one. I have a lot of feelings on this. And um, he did because he then replied with a massive wall of text, which I'm excited to get into. Rachel's Holiday says, this is a tough question. I don't know that I could actually rank them, but I have to pick the Batman movies. Inception and Interstellar because they're the only ones on the list I've seen. Although now that I'm processing, I think Inception has to be my top pick of the five. I know it gets a lot of flack, but I love it so much. So there's there's one vote for Inception. Peace Love Ames says, I agree with Rachel. It's not an easy director to rank. I absolutely love Memento and the Dark Knight trilogy. Inception is wonderful, and don't get me started on good old Hans uh, Interstellar is enjoyable, but my, in my opinion, can feel a little long and out there. Man of Steel, I thought, was Zack Snyder, which you are 100% correct, uh, whom I definitely have opinions about. Who doesn't, right? I mean, he's one of my favorites, but I know I'm an outlier. Um, but yeah, interesting. She didn't really give a definitive answer there. Rachel then says, this is tangentially related. I often mix up Interstellar and Sunshine. Why? Uh, so I have a hard time ranking it because I always mix it up with another movie. Also, sometimes my brain throws passengers into the mix. And I've never seen that one. Brains are weird. Agreed. Uh, and then Biosiv hits us up with a massive reply Ooh. here and actually gives his top five, which, uh, doesn't i mean he's with a hot take yeah this is uh this is good he says tenant was garbage it's like <laughs> it's like after m night hit it big and every movie afterwards just sank lower and lower didn't see dunkirk because war films don't interest me didn't care about man of steel either um i feel like i'm gonna get a lot of flack for including man of steel on here but i mean yeah you said technically you should you should technically so, he was a writer on the movie so it's gotta, well he's gotta be included his movie. um Interstellar was so intelligent and sophisticated, but so many people couldn't understand it. And I think it hurt him as a director, even with all the accolades for that specific film. Batman Begins is forgettable, even wow. with Liam Neeson. Wow, Jordan. Jordan. Oh, man, he's like flipping Neeson's. his desk over right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Liam Neeson's Bruce Willie. Um <laughs> The Dark Knight was brilliant, and the follow-up Dark Knight Rises was almost as good. Inception was visually enticing and mentally stimulating. It was one of the first of its kind. I truly believe this helped pave the way for more innovative storytelling in movies. Memento was fantastic with jumping back and forth from beginning to end all the way until the reveal. It'll always be stuck with me. The Prestige was so good, it makes sense why he chose Christian Bale for Batman. The movie was his magnum opus. He will never write, direct a film as good as that. I won't go into it for these movies uh, because, like I said earlier in the week, I have a lot of feelings on this. So this was the short version. <laughs> uh, very interesting takes, very thought out and uh, great takes. 
Um, and here is his power ranking. Number five, Interstellar. Whoa, Chad. Ooh. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, number four, The Dark Knight. Number three, Memento. Number two is Inception. Memento. And number one is The Prestige. Number wow. one. He didn't even mention The Prestige in his rant, did he? He did. He oh, said okay. The Prestige was so good, it makes sense why he chose Christian Bale to move his magnum okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I he will never write or direct a film as good as that. It's, it's a good one. It's a good yeah. One. We've upset so, everyone with our list. Yeah. Um, well, I think Bio did a great job of probably upsetting everyone with his list. But hey, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, you know, art is subjective. It's not like, well, I mean, I guess it could be like, you know, football or sports. Uh, there are statistics, right? You got the box office numbers, things like that. But I mean, largely, uh, everyone's going to have a different opinion on the movie. It's so, not like uh, seeing, you know, a quarterback throw for like 9 million yards and being like, wow, that guy threw for 9 million yards. That was amazing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we got one vote for Inception as number two and one vote for, uh, let's see. After that. And one vote for Inception as number one and one vote for Inception as number two. But no votes for Interstellar being one or two. Yeah. do, Do that math. I'm not good at math. Yeah, not even not even doing math. There's some really good points in there, and I think um, I think who was it? Um, both Rachel and Peace Love Ames have really good, like subtle points about Interstellar and their responses. Um, enjoyable, like uh, she said, a little out there, right? Mm-hmm. It is a little out there, and then. Um, you know, Rachel, she gets it confused with other movies. Um, and I think those are good points in the fact that Interstellar might have been too big, right? To really yeah. capture everyone's like attention. And it was so big, so sophisticated that it gets lost on so many people. I yeah, like I it think, for that reason. Right. But and I, I like it for that. I like it for that reason too. And, and, the reason for that is because <laughs> uh fact is far stranger than fiction right so right. so a lot of the stuff in here is is i'm not going to say fact but a lot of the stuff that's talked about in here is is measurable so i think that it goes over people's heads and they you know they want to say that there's no way it would ever happen and i think it people take it as a little bit more of a uh accurate science movie than than obviously an inception which isn't but um so yeah i think that it just is confusing to some people to a degree not that inception isn't inception is also very confusing (laughs) confusing. but i think it's probably less confusing um it was it was more catchy for people like you know people could still watch it enjoy the movie not yeah. be bored that it's three hours long and be like, oh, that was pretty cool. They're in our Caprio guns, <laughs> right? Time like yeah. jumping through, like stuff happened. It was cool. I'm never going to understand it, but I like that movie. So I, I think, I mean, that makes well, me flip my response. Oh, uh, I, I think the other thing, because there, one of the comments you mentioned was a good point that it can get 
a little bit confused with other movies. Now, I will never confuse it with other movies because Interstellar is an incredible movie and stands on its own. But I can understand how it would versus Inception because the concept of a dream world in space is so far out there different than than spaces. You know, there's a lot of movies about space, even though this one was done to another level. Yeah. I think it's just it's just a frontier that hasn't been covered very much. So I think that makes it stand out maybe to people more. And real quick, the uh, Twitter poll update, I did tag you guys uh, underneath. I should have tagged you in the original post. I wasn't thinking. Uh, but I tagged you guys underneath it. Uh, currently with 133 votes in total, Inception is at 63% and went Interstellar at 37%. That's pretty good still. Dang, dude. I think we found our answer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Chad's a door. Now, I will say this number, though, number one in, in my heart forever. Yeah, in your defense, right. most of the comments below are like one literally says, This is insulting to Interstellar. So, <laughs> yeah. there's a couple people that are very, very yes. passionately yes. on your yes. bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, it, this is a very hot, hot button topic for sure. Um, <clears throat> but like we said, we, we love Interstellar, it's a great movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Here just, at, the, at the end of the day, these are both fantastic. Go watch them right now if you haven't. Yeah, seen them. absolutely. I mean, we're arguing one and two, not like one and eleven. I 11. mean, there's right. plenty of people that are probably really upset that Dark Knight is like number three right is now. Is even on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. even on the list. Yeah, or vice versa. I just I'm so so glad that um, <laughs> Bio came in hot with the tenant is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people have that opinion, though. I, I know Tenet got got railed. Uh, yeah, I, I here I, I feel I like was, it's split fifty fifty. Yeah, I was obnoxiously excited for that movie, and it did not live up to my expectations. If that means anything whatsoever, um, you know, I and, it, and it's really because I couldn't hear what the hell was going on in the movie. You know, <laughs> maybe if I go back and watch it now, and I can actually hear what they're saying. Yeah. No, I have not seen it since. Yeah, yeah. go back and watch it again because. I th- I think I think part of it was up. like people were so excited for it, yeah. and not just that they were excited to go back to the movies again. Like they were just excited for right. that whole experience in general, and so it would have had to have been his greatest masterpiece ever for it to live up for to the expectations, to right? But if you true. remove that layer from it, like it was a dang good movie with a lot of like, wait, what just happened? And yeah, like the concepts of. You know, and I, I'm not even going to begin to pretend to understand the science behind all of what they're talking about. I'm not going to spoil that one because I know that one's still relatively new. But I'm not even going to pretend to understand all of it. But it, it's it's fascinating how they did it all. But I can understand how people were just too overwhelmed by it and just like, nah, not a fan. Yeah, yeah Biosiv just reinforcing his point. Tenant <laughs> equals trash can. How did it even make this list? Um, wow. Uh, wow, that's all I can say. Wow, that's just wow. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty thrilled with our list here. Uh, I'm just, I'm just impressed we finished it and yeah. like came to a and consensus that no one's with, gonna like. Well, it only took us two hours. <laughs> An hour. We didn't start the rank until like yeah, that's true. That's an true. hour that's in. True. That's true. Uh, which is record time. I mean, for us to get through a topic, if I'm being honest. That's true. Very true. Um, we set out with a goal. Yeah. We accomplished but, it. 
but hey, this is this is a great list, and uh, I fully plan on uh, fin. I'll probably restart Tenet. Um, but I definitely want to check out Memento, especially knowing that um, you know there's a remake in the works. Um, just so that way, when the remake does come out, I have you know a comparison here. Uh, and then with Biosiv's like glaring like adoration of the prestige like now i feel like i really gotta check this movie out i want to go back and watch it it's i mean it came out in 2006 what did we say 2006 2006 yeah and i i only watched it once or twice and i don't think i've watched it since like 08 so i need to go back and watch it as well nice uh and then i don't know i mean do i watch dunkirk or am i just gonna like when i'm having trouble falling asleep maybe i'll throw it on and i don't know um but yeah I, I think there are some other upcoming announced projects that uh nolan's involved in here of course uh oppenheimer is the biggest one it's the the one that's you know the freshest uh, in everyone's mind and like uh chad said this is going to be the story of american scientist j robert oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb uh and he's he's built quite a stud cast here for this already you have florence Pugh, who you may know from black widow and her appearance in hawkeye uh she also was the lead in garrett and i's (laughs) favorite movie to watch with a friend midsummer um go check that out great movie love it uh cillian murphy nick's favorite actor making an appearance in yet another christopher nolan movie uh, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, my favorite Rami Malik, and then uh, Josh Hartnett's getting uh, you know a job again after I don't know how many years it's been since he's been in something. Uh, and then of course the Memento remake, but um, yeah, that's that. I mean, I, I feel like we did a, a pretty great job here, guys. We did. The list is. Yep. Number five, nope. Memento. Number four, Tenet. Number three, Dark Knight. Number two, Interstellar. And number one, Inception. There you go. I, th- I think good. I think Chad's a little hurt, but just a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we we can wrap up here. Oh, we got to do this. This is a tradition uh, that we do with with all of our guests who come on the show. Um, one of our staples. Um, is you know uh, a what's watching episode where we just kind of catch each other up on what we've been watching lately and one thing that we love to do with our guests is to ask them what they're currently watching so i I mean i know football season takes up all of your time uh, for work but you know i mean we're in the playoffs now no one's playing fantasy football you got to have some time uh (laughs) what are you watching lately garrett anything if if i'm being 100 percent honest between now and the NFL draft, most of what I'm doing is watching college player tape and like <laughs> evaluating oh, wow. them and you know that kind of stuff. But when I have not done that and I've actually pretended to have a life, uh, I have seen episode one of season four, part one of Ozark. Ozark, yes. Uh, I've only gotten through one episode so far. Same. Uh, but I love that show. Uh, the... I don't know if it's ever like come out that it was supposed to be like very similar parallel to breaking bad or not, 
but they have a lot of parallels. It's mm-hmm. yeah, um, for they sure. both give me anxiety like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> you know, but but both phenomenal shows. So I really really enjoy uh, Ozark, uh, and I still have not finished the final or not the final, but the most recent season of Letterkenny yet. Uh, so see, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I've seen two or three episodes. But yeah, I'm not there's... all the way caught up yet, so I need to do that. But yeah, unfortunately, most of my time is, uh, yeah, <laughs> watching watching uh, college player tape. So if you want to know, uh, you know about uh, Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State, let me know, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you all about him. <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, the the most recent season of Letterkenny is pretty great. Uh, excited for you to finish that one out. Uh, did you know about the Shorzy spinoff and are you excited? I actually, I specifically know about it because you told me, uh, a yes. little while back. And if you're a letter Kenny fan and you're not excited for the Shorzy spinoff, like, like, who are you? Like, what, yeah. are, you, like, what are you doing with your Dude. life? Uh, I'm also very excited for the newest season of Atlanta, uh, yes. big Atlanta fan. So I'm excited for that. That's coming soon. That is, it's what, well, like a month and a half. It- yeah, I mean, hey, we've been waiting, what, three years for this show? Yeah, it's been kind of ridiculous. So uh, definitely, definitely excited about that. Uh, movie-wise, I haven't really seen any movies lately, uh, except for the, like, 800th time I've rewatched Hot Rod. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I don't. I haven't really watched any movies very nice. recently. Uh, Nick, have you seen any of the teaser trailers for Atlanta? Because there's a few out there floating around. I think I'll stay away. Yeah. I'm so excited for that show to come back. Yeah. Might as well at this point, right? It's been three years. Why, why yeah. spoil hey, you it? Can't, you can't wait another month. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm on, just going to wait. Just going to yeah. wait. Um, awesome. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, you want to plug your Twitter or the podcast again? Because, you know, sure. we'll have so many crossover listeners, yeah, I'm sure. sure. Well, as soon as I said Pierre Strong, people are like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I love this guy. I Definitely. love South Dakota yeah. running backs. This That's... guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, sure. I know that guy. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I we get we get too deep, like, it's, it's <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, dynastynerds.com is the, the website. Uh, all kinds of stuff from rankings. We talked about the podcast, obviously. Some really cool tools to help you manage your teams and different things like that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Price. Uh, I do talk a lot of fantasy football, so if that's not your thing, probably don't follow me or, or maybe follow me and mute me. I don't know. Um, but if you follow me, I do kind of like take a very religious model uh, to it where, you know, Jesus says that if uh, – you know, he has the 99 sheep or he has 100 sheep. He would leave the 99 for the one. And if you unfollow me on Twitter, I will leave all my followers to come find you and make sure you follow me again. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how that works. So maybe just don't to begin with. He's just a, a loving shepherd on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He cares yeah, I, I'm a lot like Jesus. But really, you just called all of your followers sheep. I'm not sure how it's going <laughs> to my sheep yes um but yeah dude thanks so much for coming on uh it was a blast i'm excited that this finally happened because we've talked about it forever yeah. um definitely uh you know 
miss you living like 30 feet from my I house. Know, man. Um, it was fun. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, I watched Midsummer with him and there are some very awkward moments in that movie and I didn't tell him <laughs> anything about it. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely you know similar to uh, in the apocalypse he gave me like no warning ahead of time yeah. it's like oh no this is a really good one and then there's some like very incredibly awkward intimate scenes where <laughs> like two guys sitting on a couch <laughs> have either of you guys seen that movie no i no. okay when we have like the in-person showboy staff get together no. we're all gonna watch that together no <laughs> it's gonna be great no um but yeah thanks again for coming on this was a blast absolutely uh, make sure you follow garrett um all you sports lovers go listen to dynasty nerds uh as for us you know thank you so much for tuning into live stream or listening afterwards uh if you want to know how to support us, you can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash showboyspodcast. Uh, it would mean the world uh, and help a lot for your support there. We have four different tiers with all kinds of rewards and perks. Uh, starting for just $1 a month, you could help support the show. Uh, other than that, we have a lot of stuff going on in our Discord all the time. Um the link for Discord is in the episode description. Go join it. Uh, stay up to date on all the things Showboys related. Um, I will say, if you happen to follow our Facebook page, you may have noticed last Saturday a random several hour long Pokemon stream with me and a friend uh, from the Play Along podcast, uh, the host, Jared. Uh, we may be working on a cage lock series of a randomized pokemon yellow run uh should be a lot of fun if you want to see the behind the scenes like making of that series uh, i'm going to stream all of our recording sessions only on our facebook page so go follow us on facebook so you can watch that it's pretty ridiculous uh and a lot of fun other than that we have uh a special episode coming up on february 10th we uh somehow got the creator of the mandela catalog series on youtube to come on the podcast his name is alex he is a pretty awesome dude and a super genius when it comes to analog horror if you're into uh horror stuff uh specifically analog horror Go check out the Mandela catalog on YouTube. It's great. It's really creepy and mind bendy. Uh, and he'll be on the podcast on February 10th to talk all about it. So look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, you guys have a great night. Don't forget to subscribe. And we'll leave you with the theme song. Have a great at the the replies to your tweet garrett 
And <laughs> as great as they both are, I will die on a hill if the prestige is, is not his best film. Um, that's a good comment. And I thank you for giving me another reason to not watch Breaking Bad. Cause you just told me that Ozark is basically the same thing. And I like that show. So uh-huh. why waste time watching Breaking Bad? Right. There you go. No need. Hey, wow. wow. Yeah. Hunter Brooks. Wow. I never thought I would, I would see another person say the prestige is his best dude. Don't let it trick you, man. 